Welcome to Biscuits and Ham. What up, Ham? Well, apparently not as much as <laughs> happening with you as you're flipping through your pod notebook. There's just checks falling out of it. Who writes checks I anymore? know, my mother. What's she writing checks She for? wrote, this is from my birthday. Well, you've timely. Uh, been very timely about the like cashing. I, I, I think I deposited it. Oh, it looks like it's been deposited electronic, but she had to reissue me a check recently that I like never deposited. And I'm like, oh, mom, I can't find that check. And then I found it, you know, for the time you actually checked, checked your cash, cashed your check twice. Yes. It was like $800 and you're just like, oh, yeah, she's like, I deposited that check twice. Sorry about that. I was like, you did. (laughs) Um, how you doing? Oh, hello. Tell the people where we're at. What you is guys, going on? We have a new environment. As yeah. if we didn't get discombobulated enough last week doing it in the new house. I know. This week, for the first ever time, we are doing it. <coughs> Go calm yourself. <laughs> that matcha choked you. <coughs> Turned it down for a reason. Choke it on the matcha. Um, we're recording in the biscuit dining room. Yeah, the biscuits residence. Oh, here comes someone. Hi. Can I help you? We have you? a surprise guest, I think. We Babe. promised her that she can say hello. Do you want to say hello to the podcast? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, come here. Real you quick. have one minute, and then you need to go back outside. See with where it sister. says one fifty-two. You can only talk until it says two fifty-two. Ready, go. Um. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Why don't you introduce yourself? Introduce yourself. I'm Fiona. Yes. How old are you? Eight. How do you know biscuits and the ham? <laughs> um. This one is. My mom. Yes. And I am <laughs> your weird not mom. <laughs> Just a friend that comes over here far too often, uh-huh. right? Um, are there any messages that you would like to share with the audience today? Well, we haven't even started. We yeah. just so we're just saying hello. You're our first junior listener and person ever that's spoken out so if there's anything you'd like to say now yeah. is your chance you have 12 seconds left yeah what's hot on your mind uh okay tell you um women's rights yeah. uh, always a good topic always thank a good you topic. Topic. jane and we are first nine year old <laughs> and we tackled that we've tackled that the last couple episodes i thought you what? said you were ninth or something and i was really like whoa man. she'll be nine in february yeah Thank you, baby. All right, go outside with your sister. Okay. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you for joining us. Bye. You're, okay. You're a sensation. Everyone's going to be talking, and you're probably famous now. So if people show up trying to take pictures, yeah. that's the life that we lead Yeah. as celebrities. Wear some big sunglasses. You'll get used to it. <laughs> okay. Love you. Love you, babe. Bye. Um, sorry, well, guys. I choked on my matcha and had yeah. my child interrupt <laughs> with a matter. So that's how it's going in Biscuits. That's Daddy how room. this episode might be. It's okay though. You, you like know? that? Oftentimes my kitchen has just as much traffic. I got the continental breezing in. Mr. Yeah. Ham's always, you know, flitting That's around. True. It's fine. Um, I really want to renovate my downstairs though. Like as I sit in this room and I look around. You see like, the potential? I just want it. Yeah. Like imagine it when it's all open. We decorated this room with so much heart. Though, I know. Along with that. I this, do like it like this. In but, this shape. Um, six years? Uh-huh. Because I moved in, we bought this house in 2015. Yeah. What color blue painter? What color is this? This navy? is uh, 
Indigo. Mm. Indigo Batik. Yes. Yeah. She nice. Or navel. No, indigo indigo batik. I mean, I like this dining room. It has a lot of like character. You've got the chair rail going on. Yeah. It'll um, all go away. Yeah, but... she's getting rid of all of it, smashing <laughs> to bits, but it's fine. Nice yeah. tray ceiling. You got a tray ceiling. We got a lot of I mean, it's very cute, but it's you know, it's an this house was built in the eighties. Yeah. So it's very sectioned off where you have the dining room and then the kitchen is separate and it's like the original floors and the original cabinets and there's a lot of cherry wood. Yeah, a deep amount it of cherry. It feels dark. Yeah, so I just want to open it up and I'm going really light with yeah. floors. Are you going to go wallless in the whole house? Just even. I wish I could. Just a top canopy. Just, 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 open just, air. Just, I'm just hanging. <laughs> no support. Might get a Yeah, we can't do that. No, yeah. we'll go this wall down uh -huh. and that bank gone sorry you guys this is probably not that interesting yeah. to you but basically we'll open it a up floor plan sketch in our in open our it up nine foot island yeah kitchen island that'll yeah. run this way um my new so my new island is nine feet and i sometimes instead of just walking by it i roll my just whole body across slide it across the top stroke it like we're doing a tango i love that yeah it's fun um, well, we have gathered here for whatever number episode this is, 57, 57. maybe? seven. Last time we recorded, yeah, it was 56. Okay. Episode 57. Fiona wanted to join us for the whole episode. Yeah. Um, and then you said, no. what are you going to talk about? She said, you tell me. Yeah. Said, That's not the way it works. She said, tell me what to say. Yeah. yeah. So, women's part. rights. Women's rights, yeah. She's I right. said, how about we talk about the patriarchy? Yeah. Women's rights. But we deserve equal and, opportunities for equal yeah, pay. Yeah, and then she's like, she's like, I'll say that. I'll say that. Everything we would say, she'd say, that sounds good. Yeah. That makes sense. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I get that. Um, well, that was fun. We've never yeah. had, that. I mean, that's by far our youngest. A little baby cameo. Youth. Yeah. I also have a request. Um, my sweet little friend, Lisa Fairman, is coming to town. Oh. Sometime in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And she said, can we arrange a pod recording while I'm here? Heck and I said, yes. yes, that can certainly be arranged. You, I've never met her. And you always say Stop that. Stop it. Really? Like, yeah. You always, maybe I met her at your wedding. But that's a blur. But it's a blur. Yeah. Like not really yeah. met and like say so yeah. talk to her. When you get drunk. I remind you. You remind of me of her. Only when you, you, you know, sometimes you have like an angry drunk. <laughs> Not most of the time, though. Most of the time, you're just fun and kind of loose. Sure enough. And your fun, loose drunk is the same as Peeps. Yeah. But she is just a delight. And I joked um, to my mom because they were talking about coming down together. I said, just put her in one of the car seats. Oh, it's my fun. God. She is a tiny, tiny, tiny human. Well, you'll have to let me know. Okay. That yes. can be arranged. Stay tuned. So that's Absolutely. new guest star request, hopefully coming up. We'll have to give her a brunch name, all the works. Yes. Um, also... As you know, we've been watching Sex in the City. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to kind of like give you a little update. Please. Yeah. Where um, are you? What episode? So we have crossed over into season three. Um, season two is really long. I yeah. kept thinking like maybe we were in season three, but we weren't. But anyways, mm -hmm. um, we had the Dr. Bradley Migo episode. The best episode of all time. I told time. him. I said, this is probably Laura's favorite episode. It's so good, you guys. We watched what I think is my favorite episode. What last is night. it? Well, I always say it's the post sticks twice, but we're not there yet. The one that we watched last night is the one where they have Big and Natasha's brunch at the plaza. Oh, 
And Charlotte, your girl is yes, lovely. Your Hubble. girl is lovely. Hubble. And he's like, I don't That's get it. Such a yeah. I was like, when it started, you know, Charlotte rides Tabby or the pal, pal the not yes. Tabby in, in Central Park. That is um, a good one. Miranda and Steve are starting Aww. to get back together. And this is, you know what? Can we go back to the Just yes. Like That reboot? Yes. Miranda and Steve had amazing sexual chemistry. Yes. And again, we can't, we can only talk about how they've done him dirty. Yes. In that reboot. Yes. Time and time again. Michael is already upset about yeah. how justice for Steve. Yeah. I'm really mad at Miranda, especially now that, and he's not even all the way through their relationship. No. I mean, he doesn't even know the half of it. But he sees how it starts mm -hmm. and sparks were flying. Yeah. And, you know. It's... I also have to say that I have to retract where I stood last time at the end of season one that Big is innocent. We yeah. have now very clearly crossed over into Big doing her quite wrong. With the pair, like the moving to Paris move, yeah. Um, as well as getting engaged to Natasha after five months, yeah. Running into her at the hand when he said he never wanted to get married again, and <clears throat> yeah, he was Not playing okay. games. She, but that episode, I mean, they where go to that she lunch. landed. <gasps> oh, yeah. The most, and I she reminds me so much of you with that lunch too, when she's running away and she's like. These steps are very dangerous. <laughs> no, the part where she's like, ding, 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 ding. Tell me about the girl. Yeah. I cringe. Every I time. die. I'm like, don't do it. And then he, all he says is, well, she's very sweet. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then. And then he's like, it is serious. Oh. She's like, we'll only talk about it when it's serious. <coughs> so Sneeze. he finds out. She looks really cute in that little pink dress too. This is like, I always think. This is maybe the best that she looks. Like, she looks so Season cute. two, season three. Yeah. When she's dating the new Yankee. Yeah. No, that that's first season. Oh, is that that's first like season? That's like one of the first few episodes Miranda has tried. Oh, God. She's got those big Miranda. white sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like she goes to, she, the one we watched last night, she just went to the Women in the Arts brunch. Yes. That Natasha didn't even go to. And she to. looked amazing. It's something about her hair. It's really fluffy and good. I always like her hair when it's more blonde. And curly. Yeah. And Super curly. curly. Yeah. Um. No, I had to laugh, though. I love that episode. That was the episode where I was referencing to you. Samantha's sex scenes are, like, <laughs> so well done because there's it's artistic. It's yes. hilarious. Yes. And there's a tie into the whole theme of the show. Yes. So the guy who is very well endowed and she it's like he's the horse. Yes. He got the tabby storyline. Yes. He got Mr. Cocky. And, so good. Oh, and she's trying to break him and she just can't. I think because we don't have her on and just like that i am really enjoying her yeah. in this rewatch um, she's amazing but i had the notes i had for you from season two um yeah when charlotte gets crabs and dr bradley Mito. <laughs> that episode that episode is so good and at the same time it has dr bradley Migo and laurel and laurel which both the two worst characters <laughs> of all time Michael was like, I don't understand. I mean, they like are with a lot of gross dudes. Like, why Dr. Bradley Migo? I was like, because he's just so stupid and boring. He's good on paper guy. He's a terrible actor. He's too. a horrible actor. He's like, I was like, the emergency being, I may <laughs> need to call you. <laughs> I might miss you. Uh, and he's it's like, even worse. You know, I, mean, I, I might miss you. The emergency being, 
I'm like, I think I might miss you. And then when he's talking about her sleeping over and he's like, and then they go, they just say they want to spend the night and then they go straight for my pajamas. I'm like, the way he says, no pajamas for to. your pajamas. And then they go straight for my pajamas. You're a grown man. First of all, pajamas like a normal Midwestern girl does. Don't call them pajamas. pajamas. And also, what man wears pajamas? That's what I'm saying. Or pajamas. That's disgusting. Grow up. Um, so, you know what? You might be right that that next episode that's the season finale uh-huh. and she looks so beautiful in that white dress I know. Shows, and then that beat up horse that <laughs> regular ass horse needs braces needs a facial his complexion is so raw they're like likening carrie to like this woman who can't be tamed and that was her epiphany which i think it was and a great slow-mo place. camera yeah, yeah a great place for her to get to of like it wasn't about big this whole time it was about She's too much for him. She's yeah. too, he needed a simple girl. Yeah. And so I think that was a good place for her. And then they pan out slow-mo to this beat up horse. <laughs> and beat up guy holding, trying to bridle the horse With too. a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. Like, I get it. That's like every horse guy in Central Park, but maybe don't slow-mo. Maybe pick a beautiful horse for the slow-mo, a black like, beauty of or, sorts. Like it was like a white horse that like was speckly a thousand years old. The gums on it. <laughs> it was like talking. And they did not get him in a oh nice my shot. God. Um, I promised I would continue <laughs> to bring my favorite quotes that I haven't gotten enough shine. Thank you. And I have two. Are you ready? Yes. One of them is they're both about Samantha because she's uh, my new favorite. Yeah. Samantha let the Pakistani waiter kiss her. After all, he'd been so sweet and attentive with the bread. But <laughs> she gets stood up Also, I love that episode. Yeah, such a good one. And he had kind eyes. Did you say that about the Pakistani waiter? His, with those kind brown um, eyes. Yeah, yes. I, did, I cut the clip. Okay. Uh, also, he Sam- did have kind <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Samantha Grope, Dick Cranwell, for the good of all strung out designers. <laughs> She's trying to raise money for some weird, strung out heroin death yes. fashion design. Javier House. Yep. Javier House. Javier House. And then Dick Cranwell, Cranwell was the first one yeah. she went after. And then is it Pat, Peggy or Patty, the wife, uh, walked in on her? Oh, shoot. I almost wrote her name down, too. Patty. Peggy. Patty, Peggy, Pam, Pamantha. Mm. It's like a Patty or a Peggy. I feel like it's a two-syllable. But it starts with a P for Mm -hmm. sure. Penny? Patricia? Penny? Mm. Penny might be right. Well, she said, and I only broke Sandy. Dick and Sandy. Sandy! Yeah, yeah. She's like, I only broke your husband's flat, preppy ass because I was drunk. (laughs) I was like, I love her so much. (laughs) Also, with the one we watched last night with the Arts Council, and, and they had the masseuse. Yes. And Samantha got fired because she said he went down on her and then he. Oh, no, because he didn't. Oh, she didn't go he down. He went on she the other girl. Yeah. yeah. And she thought that she was mm-hmm. going to. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Fun times. Oh, what a show. Um, Last time we met, mm-hmm. we talked about the Victoria's Secret yeah. documentary. We had homework. Yeah. I watched it. Did you watch yes, it? Okay. I watched she it. She first only watched one episode and thought that was it. Do you want to know what's funny? <laughs> Is my initial note to you said. 
Seems abrupt. I said, ended quite abruptly. <laughs> a little light on the Epstein tie-in. <laughs> and I said, and I just said, why? Like, so judgy. I was so mad. I was like, this is it? Well. But now, two more parts. And it was not surprising. But, you know, here's the thing. Quite the story. I think that with the right editing, that could have been a really well done, like, hour and 45 minute documentary. Mm -hmm. I think they were trying to stretch it into three pieces and have each piece have sort of a different theme. But I also feel like they didn't have enough content or anything new really add any of it. Like there were some little new tidbits, but like I needed more journalism, more investigating and more like they hinted at Les Wexner being gay with Epstein but that's been hinted for centuries. It's just rumors. Like it's yeah. nothing new. Right. Um, I I thought, you know, I thought they set the stage very well. Like it's pretty impressive what Les Wexner built. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the impact that he's had on the city of Columbus, which is where I know, he resides. It, it like made that's... me feel a little embarrassed. Um. Well, I listen, is that not though... I'm like, sure every city has a tail behind like that, but... every and behind. Yeah, exactly. Every city has these figureheads mm -hmm. who are the wealthy people that are helping build the city. And and behind many of these families or many of these men are these corrupt stories. I know. Even I mean, just this the is idea... like our country was kind of built on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, even the idea of New Albany, which is this beautiful suburb of Columbus, yeah. and he built it to look like a Calvin Klein ad. Ralph Lauren. Or Ralph, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you're yeah. right. And like... Calvin Klein would be more naked people. That's you know? true. As I was saying, I was like, why do they all have clothes on? Where the brick come from? Ralph Lauren. But yes. like, now I see here that little fake city was built 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and like, it kind of works. Yeah. You have created an entire culture of people that are like a Ralph Lauren advertisement. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think it's pretty amazing. And I think it says a lot about like, I mean, his talent and his business savvy and the way that he revolutionized retail. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really impressive what he, the brand that was built. It's just interesting to see what it started as Yeah, like the story behind who was Victoria and then how that transitioned. So what's interesting to me. Because my sister, many, many moons ago, worked for Structure. Yes. Their corporate office, later limited for men or expressed for men or whatever. I remember was. Structure. Great sweaters. Yes. Yeah. No. Great sweaters. And when she worked there, she just, like, couldn't get past the hilarity of it. Because, <laughs> to your point about Victoria and her secret, mm -hmm. like, Structure was a fine men's clothing option. Sure, it gave him something else besides Chess King. Mm -hmm. But to act like it was any sort of big important thing was not. And she's like the hours that we she worked in wovens, which meant button-down shirts. Mm -hmm. And she she allocated amounts for stores. And she would have to spend hours with people being like, I don't know. The Navy Paisley has historically never done well in that market. And Michelle's like... Who cares? And then the other person would be like, but have you seen the, the coloring this year? It's not navy. It's more of a cerulean and for hours and hours and hours. And like 
she'd be like, is this real? Like, I think it's like, I mean, I love fashion. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you were doing that for like some huge, beautiful, incredible brand, but when you're just doing it for like structure or any of those brands, frankly, don't you kind of find it laughable? I think I I think they said about scents for Bath and Body Works, but that's about it. I think what I found to be really interesting was the fact that they they kind of invented fast fashion Mm -hmm. and they were taking designs that were, you know, runway designs or you know, things from France Mm -hmm. and making them accessible to the American public. What was the quote? Like where it was something like smart designers innovate. Brilliant designers copy. Oh yeah, like it was like, uh, yeah, like was it artists create and mm-hmm. something uh, the other people steal? Yeah, what, what, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. But who? What is that quote? Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, he's an odd little duck. Isn't he is he, an odd elfin. They referred to him very elfin-like. Um, and I guess he got better looking as he got older, but I would still never say he was good looking. Um, no, he wasn't like an attractive man. And in fact, when he got married, you know, they kind of talked about the story of his life. And when he got married, you kind of wonder if that was like an arranged thing. (laughs) What was our deal, man? Um, upstairs in the bedroom. Where they always are. I'm going to have to take your candy now because. No. Yeah. Okay, then go. Go on, get. We, we bribe. We bribe these children. Say, so just give to. us 40 minutes. Go put on anything you want. Okay. Prom dress included. Um, but when they were talking about the rumors mm-hmm. and, you know, once he got to a certain age, it's not like he was a, a well-known bachelor dating all these women no. and like having that reputation. So I th- I feel like that marriage with abigail wexner was totally arranged total sham yeah also she was still like a gazillion years younger than him yeah i think that it gave her a platform to be able to do things that she wanted to do yeah um but i don't i I would imagine that they slept in not only separate beds and separate bedrooms and separate wings but maybe separate entities altogether yeah and my sister did say he was always, she always found him to be kind of creepy. Yeah. Was the word she used. I think. The way he talks is creepy. So it it seemed to me, I found the quote, by the way. Oh, Pablo Picasso is often quoted as saying, good artists copy, great artists steal. There you go. Um, I think that one of the points I thought that was being made is that less was not threatening to women mm-hmm. and didn't come across the way, for example, that Raisnick dude did, his chief marketing officer. Yeah. Um, like he was maybe more approachable. He could maybe get away with talking about women's sexuality and all of these risque things because he wasn't necessarily like threatening. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, if you meet like a gay man at a club and yeah. like you could have a conversation that you would never have with a straight man. But yes. they're not, it's not threatening. It doesn't feel like this. Yeah. A, yeah. Well, like, I feel like he gave off those vibes. Like maybe he was asexual. Yeah. You know? Well, here's the other thing. I think it's interesting. Speaking of that, that he surrounded himself with women, mm-hmm. even at the executive level. Like I want to give him credit we, yeah. for 
putting women CEOs and presidents in place before that was commonplace. But then I also have to say, but for a bunch of things specifically targeted to women, how could you not have some women pretty high up in there, yeah. A, and B, the isn't fact it that interesting? that, though, in that era, in yes, the 2000s. but isn't it interesting that the women, I think, were much more figureheads than anything because he and that marketing guy were ultimately always in charge. Yeah. So that dude's name, what is it? Dot Ed Raisnick? I think it is. Um, seems right. Victoria's His Secret. His name didn't stick with me even when I was watching it. So I think that he was pulling a lot of the strings. And I think that oh, yeah. he was responsible for that transition of the brand into hypersexual. I mm -hmm. mean, the fashion show was his, yeah. you know, he had a big hand in recruiting the models. Yeah. Like, I think that he, I mean, probably in its heyday, to, got the credit for successfully putting them on that level, uh -huh. but also what was ultimately their demise because he didn't really care about women. No. It was the male fantasy. Yes. Like they love to couch it under female empowerment and look at what we're doing to empower women. But it's like, no, this is the male fantasy. Well, and even like, I feel like I'm going to leave pink out of it for a second because mm. I feel like pink is designed for teens maybe, or like, I don't know who that's really for. It was but like it a was, junior line, yeah, which is disturbing. Which is also weird. Mm -hmm. But if you think about Victoria's Secret ever since the moment it became a thing, and then when it had its heyday, and I mean, I bought my bras from there. Who didn't? Yeah. Like, that's where you went. I still love their strapless bra. Well, I, I they got eventually plunge. found that they didn't have bras for my size, which was an unfortunate day. Yeah. But I, you know, I love their underwear. I love their bras. But I also think that more than any other underwear brand that I've ever shopped since or before, it is about what it's supposed to look like for boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, it's so true. And I, nothing about it is comfort driven. I think the fact that they haven't evolved, because I think about the other, like, I haven't gotten a Victoria's Secret catalog in the mail in years, but I used to, like, every, yeah. like all yeah. the time. But I'll get Athleta, I'll get like whatever the other ones mm -hmm. are. And it's like wait, is it Athleta or Athleta? Athleta. I just had a panic attack because my whole life I've been calling it Athleta. It might but be Athleta. Athleta might would make more sense because it's athletes. Athleta? Athleta. I think Athleta sounds better, honestly. So All right, circle back. Anybody who knows the uh, real uh, pronunciation, um, let us know. But yeah, I get, you know, any like magazine that I actually get still mm -hmm. in the mail. It's, it is advertising to a woman, like mm -hmm. me as the consumer. Yes. And you're right. Victoria's Secret, you would get the, you know, the cover of the magazine would be these big boobs in this like Always that satin up, demi push-up The bra. lacy mm -hmm. and their hair's blowing. So like, blown. Who is this for? Who can blow their Not hair out me. like that? Who has that much hair? I mean, I have a lot of hair. I couldn't get Who my hair to do that. Who travels with the fan? You know? Well, actually, I do. But <laughs> just because I don't like the quiet of a hotel room. <laughs> but going back to that Raisnick dude, mm -hmm. did you notice the scene? It was like a split second scene, but I, and they didn't, the narrator, as they're talking to the documentary, like no one pointed this out, but there was a scene with him and Heidi Klum taking a photo yes. and she had her arm around him. Yes. And she had her hand like on the back of her neck 
and was like kind of he did or she he... had the hand her hand on the back of his neck okay. and was like stroking the back of his neck like bottom of his hairline with yes. her thumb yeah like it was such an intimate gesture like I'm taking a picture with a male colleague. Yes. Like my arm is floating. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Let alone resting it against his neck, yes. rubbing his hairline. I did notice this. Yeah. And I took it weirdly, what? even though I also thought it was really weird. I took it as like, he's pulling all the strings. Heidi Klum is no fool, knows he's pulling <laughs> the strings. I didn't necessarily take it like they were like sleeping together. I just took it like she was like almost like you Playing do that a with game. a dog, like just sit here for the photo. Or I or know, maybe he had his yeah hand going down south. Like and she I was know like, the kind of guy that he is, and this is either placating, mm -hmm. like playing into that, mm -hmm. and fl like flirty. I mean, it was just a, it was a very I intimate. Like they spent gesture. enough time really going into that guy too, and yeah. all of the dirty deeds, yeah, that were likely in his file. But how about him saying that thing to the employee when she went to get oh. more food and he like called her out? Like, I think he, that, I mean, that's a perfect example mm -hmm. of like a microaggression, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. just blatant misogyny. And I think he was responsible for where the brand got to, which yeah. in its heyday, you know, yeah. was great for them. Yeah. But then he was completely unwilling to evolve mm -hmm. and accept that like, you know, you are competing with the third loves in the world because these brands actually care about women. Yeah. And you're going to sit here and say, like, you're on a different level. And the female consumer has spoken. Like, Victoria's Secret is irrelevant. Well, even when I think about um, their sizing, mm -hmm. they did not go larger than a D cup. Really? No double Ds? And you got to think that was before plastic surgery was really ramping up the way that it is. Like, now... I'm sure they'd have it all the way to an H, but probably only the width of like a 32. You know what I mean? But like they didn't go any larger, I don't think, than like a 36D. Wow. And I think it's really that right there says something very interesting about like you're basically excluding women that are larger because mm – -hmm chubby you are the more booby you got a lot of the time mm -hmm. and i don't know that guy is real gross and skin crawly to me and i feel like even the fashion show like did you ever watch that who watched that? no but my sister reminded me that her boyfriend at the time would have victoria's secret watch parties mm -hmm. and had all his friends over and like it was like a big thing and I think that that was very much in the zeitgeist at that time. And just because I'm a dude, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. And she, and she said how bad it made her feel. Mm -hmm. But like she had, you know, she would sit there and watch it with them and act like I'm supposed to be okay with this and not acknowledge the fact that this makes me feel terrible about mm -hmm. myself. Um, so it was I enabling all sorts of bad behavior. And it was so culturally accepted. And when we think about that time, like you've got... Victoria's Secret, you've got Abercrombie and Fitch, mm -hmm. like you've got all these brands that are creating this image of how people are supposed to look. Mm -hmm. And it's like very exclusive and elitist and discriminatory to people of size diversity, racial diversity, like Everything. it's so messed up. I feel like too, 
it's interesting to me how abruptly, like just one year to the next, it shifted. And now it's just this horrible thing that everybody's on the same page with. Well, I think it's, if you look at the way a lot of these brands have like come to light, mm-hmm. like you've got social media now where you learn about new brands on Instagram mm-hmm. and like, that's how you learn about lingerie. Yeah. And you've got like all these different shapewear companies and these women led women founded companies mm-hmm. um, coming out. And I think women just, I think for me, I'm trying to remember like at what age did I really, cause I would shop their bathing suits. Like that was my go-to yeah. anytime I needed something in that realm, whether it was a bathing suit, bra, underwear, I when would other came up. Truthfully, yeah. like when did I stop shopping? You know, the bras and panties when Gap Body yeah. showed me how comfortable showed you the that light. could be. Yeah. I mean, RIP Gap Body, you were always the best and softest in the uh-huh. biz. I just think it was like, I, I'll give them credit for what they started to your point on all the fast casual brands. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else probably would have come about. But I, um, just like everything with large corporations, the more I find out, the more gross it makes me feel. Yeah. Especially when we think about Jeffrey Epstein. I did not get enough. I mean, yes, they went into the relationship with Les Wexner and, you know, the intertwinings of him being his power of attorney Mm -hmm. and the real estate intertwinings, but I feel like we didn't get enough of that storyline. I need like a we had that one dive into like I get it. I guess on the surface, where are the so we had the one girl who said that she was assaulted mm-hmm. when he was claiming to be recruiting mm-hmm. her for a modeling mm-hmm. gig. Mm-hmm. But where are the whistleblowers at like the Heidi Klum level? Like wow. those girls. I mean, were they just untouchable? And it was the girls levels below them early in their careers that that were the ones getting. Like, I'm just curious, like, well, yeah, you wouldn't be mistreating the Heidi Klums or you wouldn't get the Kendall Jenners to want to do it. But certainly the Heidi Klums and the Tyras would be aware because just like in that, that interview with McCain's wife and she was talking about, yes, we all knew this was happening. Yes. So it's like, everyone knows this is happening to what extent. It's like, what's that thing called? It's like a kind of, um. A gross trait about humans where like if more than one people are watching a crime everybody is less likely to say anything oh because like, like someone else is gonna the say mob mentality or whatever and like if you're tyra banks and you know that it's going on maybe you're just glad that it's not happening to you yeah and i think like also they probably Keep it at the bottom level with people that they know need Victoria's Secret more. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, they can take more advantage of them. And I feel like the supermodel industry is full of a lot of drugs and eating disorders and all sorts of people that maybe aren't in a state where they're looking out yeah. for each other. Well, these are incredibly vulnerable women that you're children. Exploiting. Usually. Yeah. You're talking 19, 20 year old mm-hmm. girls that you're exploiting and probably promising them a career and and all of those things, which makes it even more upsetting. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. I feel like women have an obligation to each other and maybe we'll see this shift where like, if you're at the top, you're representing a brand and mm-hmm. you know, girls are being mistreated. And just because you're not caught in the fray because you're, you're Tyra Banks or whatever, mm-hmm. like that doesn't, you still have an obligation and to a say moral duty you know yeah. Yeah. or not affiliate with that. And be like, I'm not going to affiliate with this brand when I know they're abusing girls. Well, I'll go beyond that. It, beyond just the responsibility for women to do that. It's also the responsibility for men to do yeah. it. Because as long as men don't st- stand up to other men and think it's not their issue, then it's never going to stop. Were there any men in that documentary speaking to the story? Not a lot. Who? There was the girl that worked for Pink with the glasses. There's this that was really annoying guy. Who? Oh, the, uh, the photographer. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's but yeah. There was a photographer. There was the woman with the short hair mm-hmm. who was like she was an executive, blonde hair, kind one. of the raspy yeah. voice. I liked her. Um, yeah, I don't think there were a whole lot of male executives. I mean, I don't think there was a single straight male executive. No, speaking on on this. Well, no. And I mean, I think that's mm. part of it's that makes an interesting element for it, too. Um, and I and it makes me feel like Ed, old Ed at the top. Is good old Ed. running roughshod because no one's really even paying attention. Yeah. And I don't know. I do want more on the, the I mean, I get why Jeffrey Epstein and Les Wexner had the relationship they they did in the sense that like Jeffrey Epstein just wanted unlimited money so that he could have unlimited power. And I think Les Wexner had all the things he needed except for charisma. Mm. And maybe he viewed Jeffrey Epstein as like, I mean, I have a question Hmm. and this is like, I like I don't even want to ask it, but I'm gonna ask it. Is it he didn't have sex appeal and Jeffrey Epstein did? Because Jeffrey so, Epstein yeah. was not like a not attractive no, guy. There was something so, about him that yeah, was kind I know, of but attractive. it's so funny too, because sometimes that like whenever I see that clip of him and Trump where he's wearing the denim on denim at that party and they're kind of like talking mm-hmm. and he just looks like he's really short and like short torsoed and like I catch an angle of him where I'm like, you're a nerd. <laughs> you just dressed it up in a Harvard sweatshirt. Everyone but, thought you were cool. But I get it. I mean, on yeah. paper, silver haired, you know. When he was like, tan, I feel like especially when they show pictures of him when he's younger and he was like tan and mm-hmm. like in good shape. But Les Wexner was like, no matter what that man did, he was never going to have sex appeal. No. You know. Well, why would he give him all the control to his finances? A dude that you I mean, he's met. such a con artist. I that has to. He speak, doesn't even have a college degree. Why is he speaks volumes to yeah mm-hmm. the the charisma and the way he was probably able to manipulate people. And if Les Wexner was in love with him, uh-huh. like maybe maybe Epstein knew that that Les was gay mm-hmm. and had a crush on him and used that to his advantage. Yes. Not to say that like they maybe didn't have a sexual relationship, but I'm sure he exploited yeah. that. Like if he loved him, yeah. Or was, you know, you know, what gave me the same feeling that I had when I hmm. had to stay in a hotel the same night as Marilyn Manson oh, is God. thinking about then how many times Jeffrey Epstein must have flown into Columbus and oh, being yeah. like, 
what if you were like sitting next to him on a plane or like yeah. you know it just gave me you the even know. how about the 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 girl that they had at the estate mm-hmm. that was like basically locked in that house that like artist a little cinderella yeah sort of thing and what is is it Gizane? Gizane? Gilane? What the hell is what is ha- what happened to her? Did you watch there was, Why is she so dirty? There was a special on her that I watched on something. What's like her a three-parter. Story? How could you ever co-sign okay, this? Okay, so she um had comes from London and she has a very had a very, very rich father. And he was like a really big deal. And she watched her father her powerful dad and she was the youngest of like eight kids i think and was like his clear favorite and so as she got older she just started like following him in his business pursuits and more than anything becoming just like a really good networker of people and knowing all the people and like i think she went to like cambridge or something Mm -hmm. and like so again jeffrey epstein liked Ghislaine because of her connections to rich and powerful people. Mm-hmm. I think she liked Jeffrey Epstein because he, she probably saw like her father. Was, was she like abused? Little... Was she sexually abused? Not that I know of. Because what woman, I mean, even if you're a good networker and even if you're a little bit of a con artist yourself, what woman co-signs and participates well, so, in sexually assaulting other women? So when her dad died, he left them with like um a lot of debt i think mm-hmm. and the family started feeling very nervous about like how they were going to make ends meet yada yada but where did she become such a crooked scheming groomer of i mean without her he never would have had those women having her there made girls feel comfortable yeah. like it was okay so um I really think she's a real piece of work and a real piece of garbage. And even like her brother, who I see all the time cropping up in these interviews, being like, Ghislaine is none of the things people say about her. She is a lovely person. And I'm like, dude, at the very least, she was dating that guy for well, 20 and she, years. But she raped them too. Yes. So yes. not only did you help trap these mm-hmm. women and lure them in, mm-hmm. but then you were participating. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the upper crust society of our world, truthfully, is sexually depressed. In any country, is like you get in those circles, and I'll never be in them, so I'll never know. But I guarantee they are corrupt as fuck. Yeah. And all sorts of just like everything. Like, there's, I don't feel like there's a moral compass when you're at that level because you can, you're, you have, a few money that can get people to do anything. Do you the remember, rules don't apply to you. Uh, did you remember the movie Eyes Wide Shut? Um, yes. I feel like I want to rewatch that. I actually walked out of the theater on that movie. Same. Because I was like so. I didn't get it. Uncomfortable yeah. and like mad and like what is yeah. this? I didn't get it. But maybe we would get it more now. Or would I hate it more because Tom Cruise is such a poser? Uh <laughs> Tom Cruise is a national treasure and we must protect him at all costs. That's literally what I said to Davide when Top Gun ended. I said, we must protect Tom Cruise at all costs. I have to tell you. I love him. I caught 
I haven't watched the whole Ridge yet okay. or the new one yet, but I did catch to. a snippet while I was eating my lunch one day. <laughs> and um, it's the part where they're in class and Kelly McGillis like comes out to start teaching them the stuff. And he's like sitting there chewing on his gum being like, how about you blow my just like, I was just like, you are so stupid. Being no one would ever ass. allow this. I call foul. You're right. He is crappy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of a misogynistic yes. storyline, too. She's yes. the hot teacher in the Well, and she skirt. wouldn't, if he did that to her, she wouldn't go up to him after class and be like, hey, let's go get a drink. <laughs> like, she, no, you're, she's in charge of you. She's you harassed you the whole no, time. she would. Even that is a male fantasy. She would if she was like, you know, abused. Like, no, or like just a, a, a insecure, yes. codependent yes. woman who wants her ego stroke. Yes, someone that's damaged. Listen, we've all been there. Uh-uh. We've all chosen the cocky guy to get the <laughs> ego stroke. That when you're supposed to be an authority figure. Well, fair enough. Know your role, Kelly. Um, but before we move on to Top Gun mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise being a national mm-hmm. treasure, we should close the loop on this conversation. Yes. What are your final takeaways and thoughts? Um, and what will happen? Nothing. nothing. Um, my final takeaways and thoughts are that your sister Sticky Buns Tara also makes a good point mm-hmm. about why are we always trying to over sexualize girls and women yeah. and reduce them? It was hot to water that. with lemon, but yeah. yes, correct. Oh, it was hot water. Yeah, with Dana lemon. made that point. Um, I just think we're all so much more than that, and. Well, I wrote this quote down. First of all, the internal brand video had me crying, <laughs> rolling, like the, with Victoria narrating, title telling you about her life. Um, it's so stupid. It's and that's so, what my sister said. Their experience the entire time working there was like, this is so stupid. Michelle is, is anybody I, else thinking this is real? Michelle is not one to drink the Kool-Aid. No. I could only imagine. Oh, my God. We went out to dinner one night with them. This was probably early 2000s. And we were at some trendy place that's no longer open downtown. And there were like 20 of her co-workers and I went. Because, of course, we yeah. were always did everything together. And I'm pretty sure everybody was on like a lot of drugs except for us. And a lot of leather pant wearing Oh, when those first came. You know, like they were like jeans, but leather. Yeah, I love yeah. a leather pants. A lot of leather pants. <laughs> and... It was just a, the the entire dinner conversation was like, no, 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 but you're not going to tell me that if you put that same skirt in a leopard versus a zebra, that it wouldn't sell 20 more units. <laughs> like, I just was like, who cares? And so imagine Michelle, Captain, here's a hack. Go to Old Navy online and get it for 20 cents cheaper than if you buy it in the store and then take it in for the store and get She's your like, 20 cents back on the quarter. Imagine her in that environment. She just was like, I think I might kill myself. And then my dad was like, you should go be a lawyer. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll go to law school because that's preferable over this dynamic. Oh, and that's a better Allegedly, in my opinion, this is just what I surmised as her sister. But there was a quote in that initial, that very first part. And it was, it was talking about Les's vision was to take this thing that's a commodity and turn it into a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I realize he's talking about women's underwear being the commodity. Because they're necessary. Right. But for protecting your female parts. Don't you also feel like there was this treatment of women as a commodity? Mm-hmm. And like, if as long as you're thin and pretty, you matter. Otherwise, 
Read that again to me. Less is vision. Take this thing that's a commodity and turn it into a fantasy. And I wrote in my notes, women as a commodity question mark. Well, because yeah. that is like, to me, exclamation at the point. epitome of like the problem where women have just been reduced to sexual beings. They're for the men's gaze. Don't tell me it's for the women's gaze. This is for you. Well, it's even that sentence. It's not the women's fantasy. Your underpants aren't your fantasy? Nope. <laughs> Just got them out because I have to. And when I don't have to, I don't have them on. And it's not again yeah. for the men. It's your just... fantasy is to not have to wear a bra ever. Yeah, ever. It's, That's ever going to be I mean, the fantasy they created is the fantasy that we're then supposed to shower upon the men in our yeah. life. Yeah. It's, we not, the it's not for us. We're not yeah. sitting around laying in our, yeah. our silky thong and bra You're feeling not. sexy for ourselves. That's a... That's, but that's, that was my like aha moment. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are the commodity here to serve you. As long as you have a fashion show with pretty girls parading around mm -hmm. in their underwear and catalogs that, you know, little teenager boys can take to their bedroom. Like it's all good. And now I'm furious. <laughs> I am too. Shame on you, Heidi Klum. Shame yes. on you, Tyra Banks. Why were you parading around in those wings for them? Ah, <sighs> Art. Fashion. I mean, I think you could sell yourself the story that this is a, it's a brand and it's a, it's a fashion show and how beautiful and artistic are these wings. And But now that we're all talking about it, yeah. why are we turning anything that is underneath our clothes into a fantasy? It's not even on the outside. It's not like you can take these beautiful things and strap on your wings and go to the grocery store. <laughs> That's not real life. It's not even a bathing suit. Well, and that I get like in, in real life fashion shows, like that is also true. There are some things that are super like out of the box and you can't wear that yeah, to you work. You see a woman wearing this, these twigs. Yeah, I can't wear those twigs <laughs> to the office. They're very scratchy. <laughs> P.S. I thought that jar of corks was peanuts and I reached in to grab one. <laughs> Almost sunk my teeth into it. You and I was like, that's a like cork. <laughs> yeah. That was a sad moment for, for you your friend. I thought I had a jar of like yeah. peanuts and shells. Yeah, so I, I really table. did. I really did. Um, I thought, what a cute touch. That is super Just cute. a vase of peanuts for me. Stella, you want to say hi to the podcast? We're talking about women's rights. No? No. Okay. She's opening this, her mouth, but nothing is coming out. This needs to go on the charger. Okay. We'll put it on the charger. You did a good job dressing yourself. Um, you well, sure did. So Top Gun, Tom Cruise is okay. a national treasure. Top Gun, we saw it Friday night mm -hmm. and it was great. It wasn't as racy as the original Top Gun, mm -hmm. which I'll take that in the other room. Thank you so much. Um, which I was kind of surprised about because one of my friends had said they took their kids to see it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. really? I felt like the original Top Gun was a little So it didn't feel like it racing. was in a steamy gay bathhouse like the original? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Okay. I was waiting for some steamy steamy bathhouse vibes. We talked about, though, the 80s were loved we're sexy. a saxophone and yeah. a slow. Ooh. But they didn't really show you anything. And, like, a lot of humidity. It was more the steamy teas. No, but they did have, they had the love scene, okay. if you will, okay. between him and Kelly McGillis. Uh -huh. And I felt like that was... See, I didn't rewatch. I mean, it was the, the it was the music. I just was mad at her for even having a love scene with yeah. him after the way that he was insubordinate. To yeah, her. he was disrespectful, and mm -hmm. she fell for it. Yeah, this is why women, you know, yeah. we make bad choices. Sometimes. Yeah, think about your life. 
think about, about, think your, about your choices. <laughs> um, but listen, can you blame her? No. I would have done the same thing. You would have done know. the same thing. Like, I know. It's Maverick. I know. Okay? He but was the I didn't like his attitude. Okay, well, let me tell you something. Maverick in Top Gun reboot, mm-hmm. Maverick, um, is amazing. The the way that, like, the storyline, the way they shoot it, like, there's, like, a lot of action. There's okay. a lot of heart. Okay. Um, the kid that plays Goose's son, mm-hmm. who goes by Rooster, mm-hmm. is his call sign, um, he's really getting a lot is of airtime. Is it the guy that was time. that his I love Miles, so much, yeah, Miles Teller? Oh, he is he's so cute. cute. He played a better... Um, what's his name in Footloose than the original? Really? He's, yeah, he's so good. I he watched that is with you, but amazing. You just had a baby, so you might not remember it. The, I did it. Footloose reboot. I didn't watch it. I watched it with you I, at your house at Rhoda. We did. Yeah, you just had a baby though. You might not remember. Um, who is he? Who is his? Who are his parents? Because I feel like he's got like celebrity. Or, he like, looks like John Cusack as his dad, and. Well, he was in Natasha from Sex of the City as his mom, but I don't think he has. Miles I don't know. Maybe he does have famous parents. Um, he was great in it. He's amazing. And Tom Cruise, they had um a preview for Mission Impossible, oh, like God. prior to mm-hmm. this one, like whatever number Mission Impossible this is. And I told Davide, I said. I want to start at the beginning and watch every single Mission Impossible and then go see the new Mission Impossible. I think Tom Cruise is... All right, so I got an idea. The best actor of all time. I got an idea. <laughs> when we reno this room, we're going to put Tom Cruise's face <laughs> on every wall. We're going to, instead of this light picture, we're going to yes. do uh, whatever he flies. Just like a... Some sort of... Mm. You know, we can auto control it and it'll have his voice. So like every time you need a light turned on, a plane flies through. You know what? You should be able to like adjust your Siri or your Alexa Mm -hmm. or whatever and make it be like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, You realize this is the, this is the place that Katie Holmes was in when she decided to marry him. This is a dangerous place when we idolize Tom Cruise. I understand. I get that in real life. I might be disappointed. But I guess that's a tribute to how good of an actor he really he's is. Amazing. All right. He's so good. Never made him in Jennifer real life. Jennifer Connelly is in Top Gun Maverick. Her. She looks great. I she's love beautiful. Her. Yeah. I think she is beautiful too. Yeah. We don't talk enough about how pretty she is. Stunning. Handsome. Stunning. Some say. Handsome, but also beautiful. Yeah. Those eyes. I wouldn't say handsome if she wasn't beautiful. No. Um, so it was really good. All right. Well, Tom Cruise for president. Tom <laughs> <laughs> find us a uh, stencil that work to do you want a profile or just straight yes. on probably you with tom you do like a strong i want like a, a strong nose I, I love his nose um i love everything about him i feel like maybe like a cutout you know a life-size cutout could be fun but then we'll realize how short he yeah is. and then your love will quickly die when you realize you are looking down at him and he hits your shoulders i with, I, I'm okay with that. You put him in a baby Bjorn and go <laughs> your way. Short king. Um, well, this was a great episode. Do you think so? I think so. I mean, look, 
few minor interruptions, but uh -huh. in the scheme of things, it could be way worse. They're actually being really good. Yeah, they're being great. I can't believe that that was it. I mean, Stella will never, never get candy again because she broke the rule. Well, she did break the rule. She's so cute all out. And I kept letting her take the yeah. candy anyway. I just, just take it all. Um, I would like, I texted Ashley and she hasn't responded, but I do want to do. We got to do a, a, a country a recording. A country recording. Yeah. And I've got um, uh, exercise I've been saving for you Oh, guys. yeah. Yeah, we yeah. about this. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we'll do it. It would be fun to do it like the three of us. I like this too. And if grandma, you know, we yes. get grandma back in the studio. Grandma, get back from vacation, get mm -hmm. in the studio for the love of God. Jarvis, we're still talking about <gasps> yes. having you on here. But I do would um, have a story that I have in my notes that I Ooh. need Ashley here. So that's good. Yeah. 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 Oh, you don't want to tell her right now? Well, I just think it's like, it'll just be funnier okay. to have another, it, like, and I was like, I thought about it and then I was like, no, 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 I'm going to wait till she does it before it All right. Okay. Well, this was a delight. Thank you so much for coming. In the meantime, till next time, there's, there's always, always brunch. brunch.